Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We've been talking about biblical rank and biblical headship, and yesterday we spoke about family vision. Can you see it? I'm excited about family vision. I'm excited about what we're about to share. I believe we can change the world with this truth. Actually, it's changed the world for many, many years, and we can continue to do so for the kingdom of God. When we were talking about biblical rank, we said that there was biblical rank in heaven, and biblical rank on earth. Biblical rank in heaven is God the creator who is the father. And then there's his son, Jesus, who is the king of kings, the high priest, the righteous judge, and he's the groom, the husband, the lover, the giver of himself, and the provider. And then there's the Holy Spirit, who's the helper, the one called alongside, the comforter, communicator. And within their duties, Jesus said he would say and do nothing but what his father told him. And speaking of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said in John chapter 16, verses 12 through 14, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So what do we see? We see that within the Trinity, the Godhead, there are three levels of authority and responsibilities. God is the Father, Jesus is the Son, the Son is submitted to the Father, and the Holy Spirit is submitted to Jesus. And the Son says nothing or does nothing but what God tells him to do. And the Spirit speaks nothing and says nothing other than what the Lord has given him to speak and to say. Why? Because Jesus is the Word. So that's why the Scripture says the Holy Spirit will glorify Christ for he will take of what is Christ's and declare it to you. And then there's biblical authority on earth, and that's the husband or the man. He represents the love, the giver of himself, and the provider. And the wife or the woman, she's the helper, the one called alongside, the comforter, the communicator, much like the Holy Spirit. And then together, they're the parents, the procreators, the mother, the father. They are to train and nurture and admonish their children in the way of the Lord. And then there's the children, the sons and daughters, and their duty is to obey and honor their parents. And as we spoke before, Ephesians 5.21 explains this well by saying we are to submit to one another in the fear of God. And then in Genesis 18.19, it says that God knew Abraham, that he will command his children and his household after him, that they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, 
and that this was the way that the Lord was going to bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him and prophesied that he would be the father of many nations and the blessing to all families. Deuteronomy 11, 19 through 21 tells us how to do it as families. It says, you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. Notice, it says we're supposed to do this when we sit in our house, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, and when we rise up. And we should write them on the doorposts of our house and on our gates. Anyone coming in our home should be able to tell that this is a home that believes in God. And this is a home where Jesus is the Lord and Savior. And my favorite scripture that shows us how to do this is that of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. It says, Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord God in Horeb, when the Lord God said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. You see, we are to gather our families together. Yesterday I mentioned my own version of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 10. I write it this way, Parents, gather your children to me. And I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. And we talked about the six easy steps on how to do this at home. One, open the Bible. Two, read it to the family. Three, discuss it for how it should change your thinking and living. Four, pray for one another, the saints and the lost. Five, do it at the beginning and the end of the day. Six, now you're trained, go do it. And I call it the Family Bible Revolution. Family vision, can you see it? Yesterday we began to speak about Matthew chapter 11, verses 14 through 15, talking about the Elijah who was to come. It says, and if you're willing to receive it, he, that's John the Baptist, is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And Luke chapter 1, verses 16 through 17 says this, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Four things. First, he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord. Second, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. Third, he will turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. And fourth, he will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Why is John the Baptist so important? Well, John the Baptist is the herald of our return to Christ and Christ's return to us. And if we're willing to listen and we respond to his message accordingly, then we will not miss this great end-time outpouring of God's Spirit. It's a great revival of repentance and obedience. This is what the Bible calls works of righteousness, not for righteousness. James chapter 2 verse 22 says, Do you see that faith was working together with his works? 
and by works faith was made perfect? See, faith and works, they must work together, not for righteousness, but because of righteousness. Faith without works is dead. In other words, words are cheap. Words and actions is what makes a difference. So not only are we to believe, but we are to obey also. And concerning John the Baptist, Jesus said that John was more than a prophet. In Luke chapter 7, verses 26 through 28, it says, But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. For I say to you, among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Hmm. Remember what Matthew eleven fourteen through 15 says? And if you're willing to receive it, he, John the Baptist, is Elijah who is to come. And then he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, what's the word? The word is repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Are we willing to do what God told Abraham to do in the raising up of his children and household in the way of the Lord? It's not works for righteousness. It's a work of righteousness. And concerning biblical roles, how do fathers and mothers fulfill that biblical role at home? One, open the Bible. Two, read it to your family. Three, discuss it for how it should change your thinking and living. Four, pray for one another. Five, do it at the beginning and the end of the day. Six, now you're trained, go do it. Family vision, can you see it? Are you hearing it? Well, are you willing to receive it? That John the Baptist was the Elijah to come? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Remember what Luke chapter 1 said, verses 16 through 17, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Do we want our children and our households to be ready and prepared for the Lord? I believe Jesus is coming back soon. I think we need to prepare. Let me read a discourse by William Gouge of a book he wrote called Of Domestical Duties, He wrote this in 1622, and this is concerning headship and authority in our homes. The metaphor of a head declares both the dignity of a husband and the duty of a husband. As a head is set above the body, so is a husband to his wife. As a head, by the understanding which is in it, governs, protects, preserves, and provides for the body, so does the husband his wife. At least he ought to do so, for this is his office and duty. To what end is the head set above the body, if the body be not subject to it? It is as fit for wife to submit to her husband as for the church to submit itself to Christ. These words, and he is the savior of the body, by declaring the office of Christ and the benefit which the church reaps, note the purpose why a husband is appointed to be the head of his wife. Namely, by his providing for her may be as a savior to her. The meaning, then, is that as Christ was given to be the head of the church, which is his body, that he might protect it and provide all needful things for it, and so be the Savior to it, likewise husbands are appointed to be the head of the wives for the same purpose. Oh, how happy a thing it is for the church that has such a head, a head that does not tyrannize over it, nor trample it underfoot, 
a head that does not pull nor peel the church, but procures its peace and safety. It is therefore the office of a head to be a savior, to procure rest and prosperity to the body whose head it is. Happy are kingdoms, nations, cities, churches, families, wives, and all that have heads if they had such heads that, because they are heads, would endeavor to be saviors. Unto you is born a savior. He said, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. That's quoting Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. All the duties of a husband are included under this one word, love. Well, men, how do we begin to fulfill the headship of our homes? And mothers, how do we begin to fulfill our roles in our homes too? Step number one, open the Bible. Step number two, read it to the family. Step number three, discuss it for how it should change your thinking and living. Step number four, pray for one another, the saints and the lost. Step number five, do it at the beginning and the end of the day. Step number six, now you're trained, go do it. It's called the Family Bible Revolution. Family vision, can you see it? And as it says in Matthew eleven fourteen through 15, and if you're willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Our time is up. Come back tomorrow. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.